0: Hello everyone and welcome to That Time When, the comedy history podcast where each week we take you back and explore some strange or unusual thing that's happened in history. I'm your host for this week, Barnaby King, and joining me as ever is my co-host, Amelia Edwards. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Uh... (laughs) Maybe that's not a good question. Uh, We got some stuff going on, but you know, personal life stuff
1: uh <laughs> yeah we're fine everything's fine work is not
0: fine yeah well so i'm I'm gonna cheer you up okay good thank you yeah because uh a podcast that we both listen to mm. is my favorite murder yeah that's true it's a great podcast isn't it it
1: is delightful
0: yeah it's, it's
1: mostly just ladies chatting about their day and then occasionally they <laughs> they tell a little bit about a murder
0: yeah but I think the true crime angle is obviously quite popular. Yeah, it seems so. Yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of stuff about like modern day killers, mm-hmm. modern day serial killers or like crimes of passion or things like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, let's get on that bandwagon. Sure. We're going to talk about a murder this week. Okay. But we're going to talk about a historical murder.
1: Oh, so from the 70s or 80s then? No. I mean, when all the murders were happening? No,
0: no, no. We're going further back from that.
1: <laughs> okay. 60s
0: no further back much further back okay oh 50s no, stop, <laughs> just, stop guessing an in increments of decades <laughs> i am going back to the roman times <gasps> specifically to uh ce24
1: okay so, so so for those people who don't know ce what is ce24
0: uh ce is common era or sometimes referred to as christian era by some people um It's kind of the replacement term for AD. Okay. um, Because obviously AD is a very Christian term. The year of
1: our Lord. Yeah,
0: it's Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. Mm -hmm. So uh, frequently it gets referred to as CE, but it's interchangeable with AD. Yeah, it's Um, the same number. It's the same number, basically. So we're still starting from year zero. You know, Jesus comes out the womb (laughs) uh, with a halo on, which must have been uncomfortable for Mary.
1: (laughs) I was just thinking... The year is 0 <laughs>
0: BC. We, we can't we can't <laughs> reference two podcasts in the first three minutes of hours. Okay, sorry. <laughs> that was from the New Day podcast, the New Day Field of Power. Indeed. <laughs> anyway, so no, we are going back to the year 24, almost 2,000 years ago, to investigate a murder.
1: A murder in the year 24?
0: Yes. Beep. Oh my god, yes, I hadn't even thought of that. Jack Bow. Oh no, wait, this is Roman. Uh, Jackius Baurus. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, actually, the person involved in investigating the murder and why this murder is kind of a fit subject for this podcast is that the main investigator is actually. The Emperor Tiberius. Oh my god. It's... Yes, this is that time when the Emperor Tiberius investigated a murder. Okay. He's going to come into our story a little bit later. So I'll take you back to a cold, dark evening in Rome. On these mean streets. The rain's coming down, the fog's up. You know that there's evil round every corner. And you've got your gum sandals on. Looking for crime. There's so much
1: wrong with this already, but sure. I mean,
0: yes. Um, But okay, you are wandering the streets Mm -hmm. of Rome, Mm -hmm. known to be a den of sin and iniquity. Is it? Uh, Kind of. The Romans... We're going to hear some stuff about the Roman legal system in this episode, and they... (sighs) They had a very different idea of things than we do nowadays.
1: Okay, because I thought that the Roman Empire, uh, rights It was what every other empire has based itself <laughs> upon ever since. It was all about the law. It was all about everything being very non-chaotic.
0: It Well, you're right on the second part, not so much on the first part. Okay. It was more about order than it was so much about law. Okay. But we'll get into that. It's AD24, you're on the mean streets of Rome, a scream (laughs) peals out in the night, there's a thud. You turn around the corner and you see a woman, dead, on the cobblestones. Oh my god. An open window, many stories above her. Did she fall? Was she pushed? (gasps) Who knows? And quite frankly, who cares? Because this is Rome. And (laughs) in Rome, there are not really many laws relating to murder. Okay. Or if there are, what there is not is a police force designed to investigate these crimes. I mean, sure. Yeah. The, uh, as far as things like this go in Rome, if someone, if a member of your family has been murdered, the onus is on you to investigate and prosecute the case. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, this makes way for so many good um, Hercule Poirot-style murder I mean, yeah. investigations, though.
0: Right? I'm, I'm I'm, kind of wondering if there are more. I actually, in the process of researching this one, found another interesting Roman murder case. Nice. Uh, I suspect there are quite a few, because basically the, uh, the Republic, as it was before mm-hmm. this, didn't want to really get involved too much with, like, prosecuting every single case of murder, particularly because the ruling families wanted to be able to freely murder their rivals if they could get away with it. Oh, that's true. There were so
1: many murders. Exactly.
0: How are you going to
1: poison everyone if everyone's investigating all the time?
0: Yeah, so at this time, we're in the reign of Emperor Tiberius, Mm -hmm. and you didn't have a police force, as I said. What you had was the Cohortes Obamae, which is basically the city soldiers or the city cohorts yeah and uh they'd been put in place to kind of counteract the strength that the praetorian guard had okay the praetorian guard were the soldiers who protected the emperor but they were throughout their entire existence basically dodgy as hell
1: didn't they keep killing the emperor yeah they
0: did uh <laughs> so
1: these were soldiers guys you had one job <laughs> and you did the opposite
0: yeah So these were soldiers of the city. Okay. And they were basically there to just keep order. Right, okay. So if they saw a murder happening, you bet they would go over and stop it. Or probably just kill the person who survives. Sure, sure. But they're not going to go around and try and investigate clues. Okay,
1: because the murder's already been done. Exactly. Order has been restored. Exactly. Okay,
0: that makes sense. So this woman has fallen out of her window. okay. But there's a difference in this. She is not just going to be, you know, swept under the carpet, so to speak. Okay. Because this woman is Apronia. Okay. And she is the daughter of Lucius Apronius. And oh my god,
1: the Lucius Apronius?
0: The Lucius Apronius. I don't know who that is. Well, he had been a Suffolk consul... The Consul is basically the highest rank in the in the Senate. Okay, okay. Uh, there were typically two of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, sometimes power would shift to one and then they'd be the dictator. Right. Um, which is what Julius Caesar was before he became emperor.
1: Yeah, because he had to kill off Pompey to get that. Yeah. As all my year eights know. <laughs> they love Pompey. Don't know why.
0: But a Suffolk Consul is basically an interim Consul because sometimes... The consul dies. They are. They can quite frequently be quite old men. Or mm. uh, murdered by someone. Or murdered. And Roman law basically says that you don't have a by-election.
1: <laughs> right, okay. So
0: you can only have an election when there is a proper time for it. Okay. So instead, you would you, they would appoint a suffolk consul to basically rule in place until the new consul was decided.
1: Okay, that makes sense.
0: So Apronius already pretty important job yeah had the highest role in the senate but he was also a really successful military commander okay he had uh served during the dalmatian revolt and don't look at me like that I know you're thinking about dogs I am and I
1: know you mean the Dalmatian coast yes and like Croatia and stuff yeah but every time every time the Dalmatian revolts
0: the Dalmatians are revolting it's adorable
1: it's like 101 Dalmatians the scene at the end where they're all like bounding through the snow
0: oh my god I'm just thinking of a really dark version of that film now 101 Dalmatians where they take on the Roman Empire it did not go well no it did not uh Apronius had been instrumental in putting down the dalmatian revolt oh and he had also served successfully in the germanic wars he had done a lot he had distinguished himself so much that he'd been given the ornamentia triumphalia okay which during the time of the roman emperors was one of the highest honors a soldier could receive they would basically be given fancy outfits and go through as part of a procession um
1: oh did they go through that triumphal arch yes the one did. that's still outside the Colosseum. yes
0: they they would
1: that's a nice arch that one
0: it is a nice arch and if you manage to get this ornamentia triumphalia then you are basically the cream of the crop the best of the best okay so everyone wants to be a part of this action this is clearly a guy who is you know great not only is he a great soldier? Not only was he a suffect consul, but he was also an excellent prosecutor oh in God. the Roman courts. Okay. He uh defended a couple of people. He prose- uh, he defended a man who had been accused of uh giving spoiled grain to Rome, okay. which probably killed a number of people, but uh Apronius is like, "No, man, I believe you. I believe you're innocent, and I'm going to fight for you." Okay. And he managed to get him off, oh. uh which was probably quite Well done. (laughs) Quite a feat at the time. Yeah. (laughs) So Apronius is a powerful man.
1: So Apronius is everything, basically. He is
0: everything. Who his daughter married would be very important. That makes sense. Yeah. And after having many suitors coming after Apronia, eventually she was married to uh, a kind of an up-and-comer. Okay. A Praetor, or Praetor, which is kind of the second highest... Uh, office in the republic <laughs> okay uh called marcus plautius Silvanus, okay and he was the son of a former consul called marcus plautius Silvanus.
1: <laughs> i'm i'm getting i i am getting lost already on on the names and the
0: names of jobs That that's fine that's fine that's fine because i'll just tell you and you may know it now he's also the grandson of of Marcus Plautius Silvanus. Do
1: you know what? I'm really not surprised by
0: that. <laughs> okay, so I guess I am might be confusing everyone a little bit here. The only two ranks in the Republic you need to know for this are consul, mm-hmm. which is the highest rank, and praetor. Okay. And they are typically they are in charge of provinces or like large areas of land. They were important people. Okay. Uh, Silvanus, which is what we'll call him, so we don't have to go through his names. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) He was one of these praetors. Okay. And he was the son of a former consul. And his grandmother was a close friend of the wife of Augustus Caesar.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So... They were a family who were definitely on the up and definitely had, like, the chops.
1: Sure, absolutely. The right sort of person for our consul to marry
0: his daughter off to. Exactly. You want to get these two families joined together because mm-hmm. then there'll be a political powerhouse. Mm. Uh, the grandmother, by the way, had a great and incredibly ugly name. Go on. Aguliana.
1: Aguliana. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> i love roman names they i love roman names because if i was in roman times i would still have had the same i would i could still have had the same name almost really yes um because if my father had been called emilius which was a name ah, then i would be an oh
0: very good ah. hmm. well anyway uh sylvanus is just freshly divorced from his first wife Fabia Numantina, who was a cousin of Caesar Augustus. Ooh, okay. But it I, it's hard to tell. History doesn't really recall exactly why they divorced. Okay. Um, I don't think it was very amicable. But this is clearly a family who already have ties to power.
1: Yeah, sure. Like, he's already married one powerful woman. Now he's going to marry another one. Mm. But was the marriage so bad that he might have got close to chucking his first wife out of a window
0: uh not that we can see his first wife's still alive and well enough to you know divorce him yeah but the second wife this is very early in their marriage as far as i can tell they were basically married in the Mm -hmm. year 24 and Apronia died in the year 24
1: oh jesus okay
0: yeah so You, as a Roman detective, Mm -hmm. who's the first suspect you're going to go after?
1: Well, if I was a modern detective, Mm -hmm. I would say the husband for sure. Yeah. Because you always check out
0: the husband first. I mean, I've already said there are no actual Roman detectives. So I'm going, you as a modern Roman detective, you're going to investigate the husband, yeah? Yes. Well, you go to Sylvanus and he's like, no, man, not me. Not me, copper. I was asleep at the time, and as far as I know, my wife just committed suicide. She jumped out the window. I was dead to the world, I was. I don't know why I've what? made him Why has he me. gone cock me? Shouldn't he be, shouldn't be that sort of snide? Um, oh, yes, of course. Yes, no, he should be like this. He sounds like a London barrister. He's. Oh, officer, I couldn't possibly have done it. I was <laughs> why are you trying to flirt with me? <laughs> <laughs> I was asleep at the time. I was in my bed. Do you want to check it out? Oh, my God. (laughs) Actually, no, don't check it out. That's important for the story later on.
1: (laughs) Okay, so he says he's asleep in his bed. Yep,
0: and Apronia had jumped to her death from her bedroom window. Okay. Which doesn't say great things about their marriage already.
1: (laughs) Well, okay. My question at this point would be, how high up is the building that they're in? Because I've seen some ancient Roman buildings. They're not, like, massive tower blocks. So
0: I was curious about this as well. I couldn't get a definitive answer, Mm. but it seems from the way that people talked about this, the suggestion was it was high up. Okay. Like, this is not... This is not a, oh, you might slip and fall and, like, twist an ankle or something. This is going to be a, if you survive, you are lucky.
1: Okay, okay. This is, yeah. That's fair enough, then. Okay, so uh, do they have any slaves that
0: could be questioned about this? It doesn't seem like anyone actually involves the slaves at all, which is interesting, because normally they're the first people you go to, and then you torture them and find out What they're going to say under torture. (laughs) That's genuinely what the Roman legal system would do. See,
1: I was thinking about that because remember Countess Elizabeth Elizabeth Bathory? Oh, yes. They went straight for the servants. Mm. I knew that in Roman times you had to torture servants if you wanted any information from them because of stupid rules. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, surely you'd go and talk to their servants.
0: Well... No, because, as I said, there's no real legal proceedings for this. Okay. So Silvana says he was asleep and she jumped to her death. So as far as the authorities are concerned, that's it. It's done. It's Uh, fine. Sorted. Okay. The person who is not happy with this is Apronius. Yeah. Because, you know, his daughter's just died. Yeah.
1: Does he have any other kids, by the way?
0: Um, I don't actually know. I didn't look into that. I probably should have done. Hmm. Hmm. Well, anyway. Well, anyway. Uh, he decides that he is going to get on the case himself. Ooh. So now you are a Roman detective. Excellent.
1: I think he has this voice.
0: Uh, quite possibly, but he's also actually not a great detective.
1: <laughs> I shall investigate.
0: <laughs> so, as I said, the kind of proceedings around murder were a little bit loose okay and it was particularly common for things to never really get resolved um if you did manage to investigate find the murderer and prosecute them then you'd have to sort of agree a settlement yeah um and sometimes that wouldn't come out in your favor so you wouldn't feel that justice has been done even if you have technically arrested the right person yeah Uh, It was from this that we find Roman curse tablets emerging.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Where people would basically write curses Mm. on papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put them into little lead boxes and bury them at shrines in order to basically ask the gods to smite down whoever had gotten away with murder or whatever.
1: Nice. I think we need more curse tablets Mm.
0: in, in, in
1: modern day...
0: Non religions. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But Apronius, he is like, he doesn't want to settle. No. He doesn't want just like a slap on the wrist for this guy. He definitely doesn't want him to go free. No. He wants Sylvanus arrested mm-hmm. and he wants it to be publicly known that Sylvanus is a murderer who killed Apronia. Yeah. He is on the warpath for this. Apronius, as I said, not really an investigative type. He is a military commander.
1: Yeah, like surely his way of dealing with things usually is like you break into someone's hut and kill them, right? Yeah, like-
0: <laughs> yeah. which, you know, if he could get away with it, then yeah, yeah. he could probably do that. But he, t- he decides to go a different route. Okay. A route which in a way is, you know, quite emblematic of the current times. Go on. Because he has the personal ear of emperor tiberius oh my god does he have his phone number then he does he can text him and get him to (laughs) you know fix tax regulations so that he doesn't have to pay uk tax sorry well you see emperor (laughs)
1: tiberius could have changed his mobile number at any time and he had been encouraged to when he became emperor (laughs) but he said do you know how many young women have this number
0: for those who don't know this is a reference to boris johnson and his texts with uh, james dyson to mm-hmm. basically fix taxes so that james dyson didn't have to pay them
1: do you know want to know what's kind of embarrassing about the whole thing for me personally yeah? what one of the houses at our school is named after dyson
0: <laughs> oh dear <laughs> <laughs> oh well tax dodging bastard anyway (laughs) anyway uh possibly slanderous uh words aside Mm -hmm. apronius has the ear of the emperor now the emperor tiberius he's not great as Mm. far as emperors go okay he was a great general in his time Mm. but as emperor he doesn't really want to do it okay Ah, uh, Pliny the Elder, the naturalist, historian, polymath, like did did everything. Yeah, he uh, called Tiberius the gloomiest of men. Oh, yeah, poor Tiberius. Yeah, he basically didn't. He just like was not happy in his job.
1: Yeah, so um, I think that the Roman mysteries stories that are a set of children's books or mm-hmm. young adult novels, uh, which are all about mysteries and investigating things when there's no police force around yeah i think these are set around this time that I think, would make sense i think they end like they start off at the end of tiberius's reign mm. and then go into the next one
0: I- i've only read one of these because you gave it to me to sort of inspire me with some other writing yeah and it had Pliny the elder uh dying at the eruption of, Pom- of uh, vesuvius yeah 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 uh yeah. so tiberius a gloomy man not happy with his work as emperor Mm -hmm. and emperors were typically pretty hands-off as far as these things go like they wouldn't get involved in murder cases they were more you know i'm going to deal with whole provinces and whole like captured countries i'm not dealing with one murdered woman
1: it's like i'm gonna spend my time redecorating rome by burning it down first of all and then covering the capital in marble well
0: yes um But even for an emperor, Tiberius was hands off. Okay. Uh, He actually, his reign ended when he just kind of, well, it, it didn't end at this point. He left the job. Oh, did he? And just kind of buggered off. Oh my God. He was still technically emperor and someone basically ruled in his place. Yeah. But yeah, he just went, I'm done. I'm out of this.
1: That rem- oh my god! That reminds me of when the last pope resigned. Yeah, and somebody set up a fake Twitter account for him, and it only ever had one post. <laughs> yeah, which just said CBA. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, that was Tiberius, and this was this was just two years later, oh in the year twenty six. That's when he was going to bugger off. Amazing. Now you may think. The the people of Rome are like, wow, he was a shit emperor, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. They hadn't seen anything yet because he was succeeded by his grandson and great nephew. Caligula? Caligula. Oh my God. Yep.
1: Wild times, guys. Yeah, we
0: should, uh, we could maybe do an episode on Caligula. I think
1: we should. I think people know about Caligula, but maybe like talking them through it in an actual historical context would be fun.
0: Yeah. However... Emperor Tiberius did have one thing that would bring him joy above everything else: mysteries. Oh, did he like mysteries? He loved mysteries. He was basically a bit of a Fox Mulder. Okay. Time he would investigate reports of sea monsters. Right. He took casts of what I think now uh are dinosaur teeth and footprints and he used to take casts of them like because you know they're monsters he's a cryptid hunter he is a cryptid hunter but he's like he's fascinated by mysteries of all sorts Mm. so he hears his friend apronius saying my daughter's been murdered i think sylvanus has done it yeah what can we do about it and tiberius is like don't worry bro I'm on the case. He
1: gets on his um, deer stalker hats, his uh, magnifying glass, all of which is incredible because the technology for none of it has been created yet. But like, what is that and why? And he's (laughs) like, people will get this in two thousand years' time.
0: (laughs) So he does something which is pretty remarkable. He actually goes to the scene of the crime. Oh, yeah okay well that's sensible i mean it's remarkable for a number of reasons firstly this is not a practice that would have happened like you don't do crime scene investigation in the roman era it's just no. not really a thing and especially not if you're the emperor you wouldn't go there personally <laughs> yeah right you'd send someone but tiberius as i said he loves a mystery okay so he goes to sylvanus's house and he's like sling your ik sylvanus i'm gonna have a shifty around your rooms and you can't say no to the Emperor. Exactly. Okay. So Sylvanus appropriately buggers off. Yep. And Tiberius goes to his rooms. I don't know the time frame of this. There seems to be a suggestion that this is sometime later, mm-hmm. which makes this next bit a little bit confusing. Okay. Because Tiberius enters the bedroom and basically sees immediately that there has been a disturbance here. Like... Okay. I- yeah. This has not yeah. been cleaned up, but stuff is thrown about, there's apparently blood stains over the place. There's a clear sign that people have been fighting in here.
1: Okay. Um how much longer is this supposed to be then? Like I don't, I don't know. Okay. I mean, like, do we think it's days? Do we think it's months? Do we think it's years? <gasps> uh probably closer to days. Okay.
0: But it's still I would have thought that Sylvanus, you know, would have gone. Hey, slaves! Can you just go tidy up a bit up there? <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, first up, maybe. Mm. But maybe he has been keeping them out in case they got
0: questioned. That's true. That that's actually a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah,
1: like because you know that slaves could be questioned yeah. re- really easily. Yeah um and they're allowed to torture them and stuff so mm. they're not going to be able- they they won't want to keep anything to themselves no so
0: he's got to wait for a time where everything's quiet so he can go and tidy up himself but he's not going to do that he's a roman nobleman he doesn't tidy up
1: yeah so he's <laughs> stuck into this permanent thing of like my bedroom
0: is covered in blood <laughs> but... but my class forbids me from cleaning it. <laughs> I think that's the thing that we get from this the real enemy is the class system <laughs> Okay, so Tiberius sees this and he basically deduces that, you know, a struggle has emerged and during this fight, uh, a pronia was thrown from the window. He doesn't believe Silvanus's version of events at all. Yeah. And he's like, you know what, we are definitely going to prosecute Silvanus for this. Okay. Now, Silvanus, he's going to try and protest his innocence, but... He is kind of at the mercy of his grandmother, who is basically the family matriarch. Okay. And while he has been imprisoned, sort of awaiting trial, Mm -hmm. she goes, I'm not having you drag this out any further. And she sends him a knife.
1: Oh my god. With
0: instructions to fall on his own sword, basically. Wow. Sylvanus gets this letter and the knife- and he tries to he tries to stab himself but he can't like yeah i mean fair enough i don't think i could
1: that is fair enough but also doesn't that end up being kind of cowardly within the roman system like wasn't there a sort of tradition with the romans that you might be given the option to go home if you were declared guilty and basically kill yourself
0: Well, there may be more going on here as well, which we'll get to a little bit later, because there's a little bit extra to the story. It's a bit of speculation on the part of some historians, but we'll get to that a little bit later.
1: Okay, but basically, this is not the grandma you want. This is not a grandma who's going to bake you cookies and tell you everything's going to be okay. She's going to be like, I'm bored (laughs) <laughs> Die. <laughs> I think it's
0: more like it's a bit like the Godfather or something. It's like you've di- you've like you've brought shame to this family. Yeah. So the only honorable thing to do now is kill yourself. Mm. But Sylvanus can't do it. Yeah. So instead, he basically asks some slaves at the prison to chain him up and slit his wrists for him.
1: Ooh. All right.
0: Which they do. Yeah. And he dies in his prison cell.
1: Oh my god. Okay.
0: Now. As far as this seems to be, you know, justice is done. Apronia has been avenged, basically. Sure. But there may be, as I said, a little bit more to this story. Okay. Because, as you say, that's a pretty extreme thing to do, especially in a time when, you know, murder is pretty common. Yeah. There is a reason posited by an Italian historian, whose name I actually don't have, who links Marcus Plautius Silvanus to a man recorded by St. Jerome in the 4th century.
1: Okay. A man
0: known as Servius Plautus. Right, okay. And this man, according to St. Jerome, was found guilty in AD 24 Mm -hmm. of sexually assaulting his own son.
1: Okay.
0: Now, this historian believes that Servius Plautus is basically a corruption of Plautius Silvanus.
1: Okay, okay.
0: And the suggestion is that the reason that Tiberius got involved was basically that Silvanus was this really awful, monstrous person. Mm. And this was a way to, you know, get rid of him.
1: Right. Okay, so not only has he murdered his wife, but also he's been doing... Probably a
0: lot of stuff. Yeah, and this also could be the suspicion as to like uh, as to what happened between him and his wife, because the the idea of you know gathering someone up and throwing them out a window, yeah, like that is not an easy thing to do. No, even if you're in the middle, like if if you're just grabbing someone, but if you're in a fight with a with your wife who thinks you know you've you been should leave your, your leave your son alone, son, yeah. yeah. Then you get into, like, a proper fight and you just sort of shove her out the window.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot more that sense. That makes a lot more
0: sense, doesn't it? Oh, god, Yeah. That's so bleak. It is bleak, but, you know, we, we can say that justice was done. Aguliana's like, my grandson is bloody awful. Yeah. I'm going to send him his knife and just be like, just kill yourself. Just just get it over with. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the time that <laughs> the Emperor Tiberius investigated a murder. How are you feeling? oh much more cheerful (laughs) (laughs) yeah um didn't didn't really think about how bleak that one was going to get but you know it's the romans it's always bleak Mm. generally Mm. um as i said like they there was a lot of corruption in the roman in roman history yeah a lot of mad people yeah this was not going to end particularly well but you know you know justice was sort of done
1: yeah yeah no. you i mean be
0: happy about that sylvanus you piece of shit
1: <laughs> <laughs> what an utter dick yeah and the best part is that we can like 2000 years later we can be like what an our yeah right we can still have a go at you
0: but emperor tiberius he's gonna like he he sold the case he he can close that file and he can go back to investigating aliens and cryptids and shit <laughs>
1: i really want to know more about his cryptid investigations that is hilarious yeah
0: i I might look into that a bit more yeah (laughs) because that sounds like there's so much stuff we can do with the romans oh Oh,
1: i think this is the thing i always have the romans it's like every once in a while i go could i do a roman thing and then i'm like there is an ocean of weirdness out there it's it's almost too easy
0: yeah i off the top of my head you can have the people who drowned in rose petals
1: Yep, yep, you could have that.
0: <laughs> we should stop giving away like ideas here and just do them as episodes. You could
1: have anything to do with Caligula, yep. most things to do with Nero.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, oh, what else? Jesus.
0: Well, I, we're going to save this for another time. <laughs> I'm going to... Call it there and okay. say thank you very much for listening to this episode of That Time When. You can follow us on Twitter at That Time When 4 And if you have any suggestions, you can email us at ttwpod at gmail.com.
1: Additionally, it would be super useful if you could give us a shout out on Twitter. And if you do so, then we can give you a little shout out on the podcast right here. Mm. It would be an amazing way to share and spread the word that our podcast exists. Yay! Thank you as always to Kevin MacLeod for any music that we've used and for our theme song Anachronist.
0: And thank you for listening. Now go out invest in eels and investigate cryptids.
1: Bye!